in the previous episode of the Makers and Shakers Society. Oh, yeah, listen, you are not going to believe this. Grace and Seth are now dating. Things are going to get really bad, really fast, Lennon, unless we can all get together and fight. Oh, is that what they're teaching you at Queens these days? I don't know. I just quit. Interesting. What are you doing these days? I hear rumors. I work for Amnira Anderson. She wants to be the new leader of the Liberal Party. I got a few minutes. Tell me the truth. What have you been up to? Things aren't so good. My parents split up. Annika's like freaking out, and I guess so am I. Would you ever consider visiting Toronto? What do you mean? Well, we'd love to see you, Seth and I. It would be really great to talk. Yeah, sure. When? In a few weeks. Things should calm down about mid-May. Sure, yeah. That sounds good. The Makers and Shakers Society, Episode 4. In 2023, after almost three years of depression and anxiety, I began to feel more optimistic. It seemed like finally the world was starting to wake up from the dream. The dust of justification had fallen away, and the cold rock of truth lay bare. Those of us who came of age in the 20s could no longer be lied to. The climate catastrophe was driving everyone crazy. This became our point of departure. We learned to live without denial, depression, retreat, or hope for a technological solution. Struggle was all we had. Not because it assured victory, but because it assured us a saner life. When I arrived in Toronto that May, I noticed as I left the bus terminal that the number of unhoused living around Union Station had doubled since I was last there. The walk north towards campus was calming. Seth and Grace's old apartment building was surrounded by trees. Hey, Oliver, how was your trip? Since COVID-19, no one hugged anymore. But for some reason that day, I I really wished it wasn't so. Mm. Hello, Ollie. Good to see you. How have you been, man? Hey, I was quite surprised at how much work they put into really decorating nice the place. Uh, it was a it. humble attempt at middle-class domesticity. We have vegan soup, bread, and dip for lunch. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Uh, so, Seth, I went to your father's benefit concert on the 20th. Benefit for what? Treaty 9, James Bay Cree. 
They're protesting the new rare earth metal mines in their territories. Mm. That's all that uh, stuff they need for electric car batteries. <laughs> yeah. The concert made like $4,000. Oh. Your father played the Bach double with Anne Dean in the Kingston Symphony. Mm. Uh, that does sound cool. Seth's relationship with his parents is a bit strained at the moment, mm. ever since the arrest. Oh, yes, okay. I knew there was an arrest, but I don't know any of the details. What do you want to know? The whole story. Grace can tell you the beginning. Okay. When Seth and I got to U of T, there were lots of student radicals around. One of the things I noticed immediately was that most of them were white. There was kind of a bad boy MO with them, (laughs) right? (laughs) Hatred of all authority, love of all things subversive and dangerous. They made a big thing about their willingness to be arrested. Yeah, but because of their white privilege, they had faith, you know, probably with some mm-hmm. justification, that the system would not keep mm-hmm. them in prison for very long. Oh, yeah. And the problem is, people of color don't think that way. The criminal justice system has, like, never been our friend. Mm-hmm. We had to convince the others that Seth and I were non-arrestable in political actions because of the way police viewed people of color. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Right? We explained that we'd be the first to be taken down and would be treated more harshly by the cops. A lot of people there didn't want to hear this at first. We were actually being accused of being divisive. Oh, God. But eventually, most people came around. Well, that sounds like a good thing, no? Yeah, it was. In those first years, we had some important successes, even with COVID. We got the university to divest from fossil fuel and declare a climate emergency. Right. It took two big rallies and a hunger strike, but it worked. That's super impressive. Maybe, but that was low-hanging fruit. Real institutional change is much harder. So then we made a little discovery. Georgie Lee, one of the law students around here, did research into a proposed donation to the mineral engineering program. It turned out that the university was about to announce a $10 million donation from Ed Murray. Hmm. Ever heard of him? No. He's a multi-billionaire who made his money in the Alberta oil sands. Uh, Our group media-jacked the announcement event. We hacked websites and revealed classified information. It turns out this guy's company was responsible for hundreds of orphaned wells and was refusing to pay for remediation. That's Mm -hmm. when we occupied the university president's office. I was one of the students who refused to leave, sleeping on the floor overnight for a week. (laughs) Dozens of people brought food and supported us. Yeah, now I remember seeing these things on TikTok. Uh, Did the university ever take the money? (laughs) They couldn't. It was a public relations nightmare for them. When they announced (laughs) they were giving the money back, we left. Nice. That sounds like a total victory. Yeah, for sure. But uh, about a week later, I was out alone on my way to get groceries. Two police cars pulled up. They wanted identification, and I explained that it was at home. I offered to call Grace on my cell. That's when they handcuffed me and pushed me to the ground. I kept saying to myself that I had to remain calm and not overreact. It was every black man's nightmare. When they started pushing down, hard on my back, I pleaded with them to stop. That's when they kicked me and shouted I was resisting What makes them think... Can cops do that? None of it's legal. They usually get away with it. Eventually, after what seemed like hours, they drove me to the station. My phone and money were taken. I was left in a room overnight with bright lights and no blanket or even a place to lie down. Meanwhile, I was freaking out. I called Seth's mom in Kingston. It wasn't until 10 the next morning that we found Seth at 52 Division. 
It took about another day, maybe, to get Bonnie to arrange bail. <laughs> My mother was incredibly angry. At the racist police and their institutional masters, of course, but also at me for violating what had been our iron pact from childhood. I was supposed to do everything I could to avoid the wrath of the police. But it wasn't your fault. I occupied the president's office. That's so unfair. Mm -hmm. Because of what happened, I quit university. I've now got a job repairing bicycles at a shop around the corner. And that gives me the freedom to organize. Although my parents aren't so happy about that either. <laughs> Grace, though, is still going. <laughs> I admit it. Guilty as charged. I like university. She even won a department medal in media. Oh. Grace, that's nothing to feel guilty about. <laughs> These days, we're not just focusing on the university. We're part of a network of city organizations working on climate activism. Rapid Response Toronto is lobbying to end fossil fuel subsidies and for the immediate decarbonization of all transportation. That's amazing. How many people are involved in that? Uh, about 20 or 30 people come mm -hmm. to the meetings. There's maybe 200 on the signal group. Some people operate anonymously. Anonymously? That's interesting. Like many resistance movements, there's an above-ground public organization and an underground wing, complete with false identities and OPSEC. Okay. Uh... OPSEC? Operational security. <laughs> oh, okay. We can't say any more about that right I now. Think, I think we can tell Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> Look, our next target is the airline industry. We are pushing to close down all non-essential flights. Oof, that's going to be a big one. It is, but we think that people are ready for it now. Uh -huh. Climate awareness has really increased in the last couple of years. Now, and then there's the, uh, the Omnira effect. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've met with Omnira, and she seems to be listening. In her speeches these days, you hear things about degrowth, food security, taxing the rich, even free public transportation on electric buses. Yeah, I think she's incredible. Yeah, I'm near or not, our goal is to uh, deprive the rich of their ability to steal from the poor and the powerful mm -hmm. of their ability to destroy the planet. Yeah, uh, that, okay, that's really good. I'm just not so sure that kind of talk will get very far in Kingston. People there are still focused on reducing their personal carbon footprint. <laughs> that's too bad. Changing the system has got to be our priority right now. Yeah, that's true. But Kingston might be more open to climate activism than you think. You have to keep an open mind, Oliver. Look, Seth's planning for a meeting tomorrow, but I've got a bit of time. Do you want to go for a walk? Yeah, okay, sure. That'd be great. Really delicious soup. I want the recipe. <laughs> it's been so great to see you again, Ollie. I hope you get back to writing songs again, too. I still remember... Um, uh, then we know we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, great song. Thanks, Seth. It's awesome to see you too. So, I'll take you over to campus? Sure. Sounds good. Oliver, I want to know more about what's been happening in your life. Honestly, like I told you, not much. Uh, Kathy moved out. Ron hardly talks. <laughs> My little sister sees a shrink. Okay, but I'm asking about you. I've decided I need to make some changes in my life. Mm -hmm. Like? Like getting more politically active. Like writing songs again. Like talking to friends. Okay, okay, that all sounds good. Well, what about you, Grace? Uh, what are you up to? Me? Well, I help Seth with rapid response. And I'm also working at the Immigration Resource Center. Mm. 
My undergrad thesis is about temporary agricultural workers in Prince Edward County. Yeah, I've heard there are hundreds of them there. They work at the wineries. Most of them are there through the temporary foreign worker program. Even after COVID? Yep, they're deemed essential. Up until this point, Canadians have been unwilling to do that work for such terrible wages. Well, that sounds like good, important research. It is. But doing it can get you down after a while. Yeah, I guess. There are so many terrible inequities in the world. And time's running out. Seth and the others we know deal with it by staging dramatic actions to get attention. But honestly, Oliver, I have trouble with all that. I believe that lasting change is only going to happen if you have big, big numbers of people protesting. But it's so hard building that kind of support. Yeah. Now that you say it, I guess that's what makes me hesitant too. But it shouldn't. The differences between me and Seth are actually good. We balance each other. I need to learn to be more confrontational. And he needs to learn to think more strategically. Shall we sit down here? We get a good view of Hart House from this bench. Sure. I hear what you're saying. It gives me some badly needed hope. I'm glad, Oliver. I feel hope too, but not always. My differences with Seth go beyond politics. What do you mean? Seth is the only man I've ever had a lasting thing with. It was good. Really good, I thought. But now, not so much. Okay. Maybe we're just not sexually compatible. I don't know. We struggle around that. Oh, I'm sorry, Grace. I don't think Seth's that happy right now. And you? Maybe the same. But it's alright. It's an old, old story. We're told again and again. For me, it's good to know that as political comrades, we can do things. We are doing good things. And we respect each other. First year before COVID, there were hundreds more students out here when classes changed. Even now, a lot of courses are still online and people just stay in their rooms. These new kids don't know anything different. I got a call from Leah a few weeks ago. So you know what she's doing. It's awesome. I try not to feel too hurt when she ghosts me. <laughs> yeah. You know, Seth and I are not crazy about a lot of the Anderson bandwagon. Mm. All that make nice with business stuff and the so-called green recovery. But it's just so far ahead of anything else. We have to embrace and celebrate what's in front of us instead of holding out for the impossible. I totally agree. Oliver, why don't you start Rapid Response Kingston? I'd be willing to advise you. We've already got people from Kingston on our mailing list. I think you'd be a great person to take that on. I guess that's what I was hoping you'd say. Well, I'm saying it. <laughs> Deal? Okay. Deal. Okay. We should get back. Seth will be wondering where we are. The bus home wasn't supposed to leave for a couple of hours, so I walked down to the waterfront, now crammed full of towering condos and hotels. The sun had retreated behind the clouds and it was getting cooler. I was worried about Grace and Seth. I couldn't shake those feelings for the entire ride back to Kingston.
promised, that fall, I started Rapid Response Kingston using all the contacts we had. By the spring of 24, we were organizing local climate marches, huge turnouts. Although Lennon would have nothing to do with it, several of their friends joined. Dante, River and Charlie knew how to build fabulous giant puppets and moving sculptures. Clive, a gentle, quiet guy in his 30s, was good at media relations. I started composing songs for our marching band. One of the things I most enjoyed was my regular contact with Grace. She would come to Kingston every month or two to talk strategy and tactics. Welcome back to Election Canada 2024. It's been a long night, Tom. It sure has, Linda. But the CBC election desk is now ready to declare a winner. No surprise, Omnira Anderson, with a decisive majority, is going to be the next Prime Minister of Canada. Yes, and as everyone knows, this is an unprecedented win in so many ways. Right. Uh, I mean, even a year ago, no one would have predicted it. Anderson will be Canada's second female Prime Minister and its first of African ancestry. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, she was born in Jamaica and emigrated to Canada as a child. But what's perhaps more significant, Linda, is Anderson's policies. Mm -hmm. Never before have we seen a Liberal leader with such a, can I say it, radical yeah. platform. Yes, you may. Because of the climate emergency, Anderson is proposing to close down both the airline industry and the oil industry. And that's only the beginning. I know. It's incredible. She also intends to put major new restrictions on industrial meat farming right. while spending billions on subsidies for the renewable energy sector. When Omnira Anderson won the federal election in the summer of 24, I really started to think things might turn around for us, for the world. Rapid Response Kingston was working hard to support the new legislation and push the government further. That December, when Seth and Grace were home for the holidays, we organized a strategy meeting at the church. It's incredible. Our signal group is growing out of control. Mm -hmm. Seth and I spent hours on the phone talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. There's this 14-year-old, Zia, who's creating TikTok videos. That's how Dante, Charlie, and me got started. These videos by Marlo Smith. Yeah, I know those. It's hard to believe, but we're actually getting excited about electoral politics. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, they say that I'm nearest victory is because of all the young first-time voters out there. I think that's right, Dante. The throne speech was full of great ideas. What I'm excited about is how clear Anderson seems to be on the climate justice issue. I really hope that's not just hot air. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Clive, but there's still a lot of things that aren't getting addressed, like overconsumption, income inequality, reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Still, it's a big shock for corporations. Who knows what they'll do? Yes, I'd say the outcry has already started. We're now hearing about supply chain slowdowns, tourism industries going under, high unemployment in a crashing stock market. I mean, the airlines are all suing, all that stuff. Anderson's government put in transition plans, but it may not be enough. In Toronto, there are already demonstrations against Anderson, and a lot of dog whistling among conservative politicians. Seth and Charlie were right. 
It took about six or seven months for the backlash to start. The anti-Amnira activists must have spent that winter figuring out how to improve on the tactics of the Freedom Convoy of 22. In the years that followed, the protests became increasingly violent, even in Kingston. As usual, the police did nothing to stop them. Come on, everyone over here! First of all, is everyone okay? So what happened out there? Two women started marching beside me. They acted like they were our supporters, but really they just want to start a confrontation. That's a really common tactic these days. Yeah, one guy even pushed me down, but Oliver intervened before too much happened. Did you get hurt, River? Nah, I'm fine. What about the puppets? Some punctures, uh, uh, it looks like a few rips, but thankfully, repairs should be possible. Oh, somebody do that. That's a relief. Yeah, I'll have to get to work on that tomorrow. Mm, I'm so sorry about this. I didn't think it would be this bad in Kingston. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, I guess it could be worse. Seth and I had to deal with way worse in Toronto. People were using the two-by-fours on their signs as weapons. We had four people go to the hospital last week. Uh, How is Seth? Anyway. He's fine, I guess. His trial went well. All charges were dropped. I don't see him that much these days. What do you mean? I thought maybe I told you, Oliver. Seth and I no longer live together. Grace, I'm sorry. Um, how long? Just a couple of months. Look, it's okay. It's been in the works for a while. Hmm, that's that's too bad. We're... We're sorry, too. Yeah, Yeah, sorry to hear that. Thanks, guys. We're still friends, still comrades, you know? Yeah, but still, it must be hard. The hard part is that almost as soon as we broke up, he moved in with Georgie Lee. The law student? Yeah, the one who uncovered all the dirt on the mining engineering donor. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, That was a big deal. Yeah, it was. Amira Anderson and the Liberal Party have a lot to explain. We demand a public inquiry. Order. 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 Yesterday, the CBC acquired a recording of a telephone conversation from an unnamed source. In it, James Urson, the Minister of Transport, and Jude Swartz, Canada's Attorney General, are discussing an upcoming Supreme Court hearing on the lawsuit filed by three Canadian airline companies against the government. It appears that Mr. Urson is trying to interfere with the judicial process. The first accusation. That was August 2026, two years after the election. In November, there was another. In breaking news, the opposition leader today challenged Finance Minister Peter Miller to tell Parliament about the so-called secret trust he was using to make profits from government-subsidized renewable energy projects. Initially, there were denials, but sooner or later, each minister resigned and disappeared, four in all. 
The horrendous public shaming went on for two years. The city of Ottawa is bracing for yet another weekend of protest and campsites and street parties. The protesters who were demanding an end to all climate legislation seem to have learned from the truckers' convoy of 2022. While there have been some violent incidents and angry clashes, these protesters seem better organized. For the second month in a row, police are refusing to clear out the occupation, despite pleas from all levels of government. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm good. And you? Good. Good. Listen, I'm coming to Kingston for a couple of days. Uh, We can all meet Saturday at the church. But I have a little favor to ask. Sure. You're going to think it's funny. (laughs) Okay. What is it? If you talk to my parents, I don't want you to say that I'm in town. But don't you always... I'm not staying with them this time. Where are you staying? (laughs) Please don't judge. I'm staying with Clive. Clive? Yeah, we just started, like, seeing each other. It's just new. You're the first person I've told. Hey, that's nice. Clive's a good guy. (laughs) Thanks, Oliver. So, Saturday at 2. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Thanks, everyone, for coming to the strategy meeting. A lot's been happening. Clive has some news. Okay, so, you've probably heard... Omnira is now being cited for contempt of parliament because she supposedly lied to a parliamentary committee about the awarding of government contracts. At a press conference this morning, she denied any wrongdoing. Hmm. The anti-government protesters on Parliament Hill are now shouting, lock her up. Of course they are. Okay, but what do we do? Our position so far has been to keep pushing the Anderson government to do more, and at the same time showing our support. Mm -hmm. Now that things are such a mess in Ottawa, maybe we need to rethink. Huh? What do you mean? Withdraw our support? Maybe. Our credibility is important, too. Do you really think what they're saying about the scandals is true? I don't know. That's the problem. Uh, I'm inclined to believe that it's the conservatives, the fossil fuel companies, and uh, the airlines that are behind this. That makes sense to me. Our strategy in Toronto is to keep on message about how important the environmental legislation is, no matter who the ministers are. Mm, I agree. There's nothing to be gained from dumping on the Liberals now. But there are so many urgent issues that still need to be addressed. Indigenous sovereignty, for example. Okay. But for now, we hold off. We should let the government recover. I think that's right. Anyone have anything else? No, no nothing else. Yes, I do. Shall we move on to our next day of action? Yeah. Yeah. We agree to make a new puppet for this one. A burning globe this time. Oh, good idea. All right, that's great. So, are we done? Yeah, I think so. so. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Oliver, can you talk for a minute? I just need to say goodbye to Clive. Sure. Hey, good meeting, eh? Real productive. Yeah, really good. Okay. Okay, see you later. Love you. Love you more. So? I see that you've booked a bus to take people to Ottawa for a rally on the 20th? Yes. Didn't we just talk about how important it was to take the pressure off Anderson while things are falling apart? 
There's already a permanent anti-Omnira encampment in Ottawa now. You and Clive said that. I think that we have to keep the pressure on no matter what. We don't have time to wait for the Liberals to fix their mess. If... Okay, so you should have said something then. Look, when you're here, people only listen to you. What? I thought you said that each chapter of Rapid Response had autonomy. We were discussing strategy. It wasn't in order. It wasn't in order. It sure sounded like one. Oliver, I don't understand what you're saying. Look, you come here every couple months and tell us what to do. No, I don't. There's a chain of command. It's just not official. But now you've decided to go and promote Clive. What? Clive? What does this have to do with Clive? I don't know where this is coming from. You are not yourself today. I guess not. What are you doing? I'm going home. My bus leaves in an hour. Do you want to lift to the station? I'm fine. I'm going to take a cab. Even when it was happening, I knew. But I couldn't help myself. The argument wasn't about a bus. I was jealous of Clive but I wouldn't admit it to anyone. Welcome back to Election Canada 2028. And what an unusual night this has been, Tom. Mm. As predicted, Lawrence Sherrard and the United People's Alliance have won a landslide. Right. The old Liberal Party, even with their new leader, Darren Quam, was unable to convince Canadians that they could dig themselves out of the scandals of the Anderson regime. Yes, Linda. And what a different set of policies the Alliance has. Oh, definitely. As you know, this party is a coalition of the old Conservative Party and several dissident members of the pre-Anderson Liberals. They promised to reverse almost all the Green New Deal legislation that's been passed over the last three years and greatly increase the budgets of the security services and the military. Now, let's go to the Ontario election desk. That was just the beginning. What the reporters didn't mention was that the Alliance set up a special unit of the RCMP to deal with protesters and dissidents. It was Canada's first moves towards a police state. Carbon emissions, which had been dropping, started to rise again. Grace stopped coming to Kingston. Clive stopped attending meetings. Rapid response was in serious, defensive mode. Oliver, thanks so much for picking me up. Just put the bag in the back seat. The next time Grace came to town, it must have been like six months later, she behaved as if my shameful outburst had never happened. So, are we going to Clive's? No, my parents this time. I've got to see them once in a while. Okay. Hey, have you heard about Omnira? No. What's happening now? She was found dead in her apartment last night. The police are investigating, but homicide's not suspected. Unbelievable. Yeah. Everyone's been getting paranoid since the government collapsed. And now this? This is really scary. Mm-hmm. I dropped Grace off at her parents and didn't hear from her again for several months. <sighs> Joan? Long time no chat. Oliver, it's Grace. Grace? What? I'm using Joan's phone. Something.
things happen, but I can't say more right now. Are you okay? I know I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I'm really sorry, Oliver, but I really need your help right now. Of course. What's going on? I'll be in Kingston in three hours. On the bus, as usual. Meet me at the parking lot at the bus station. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. At 2.30, okay? You have to help me. Yes, of course. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Grace? Let's go over here. What a strange sight. She had cut her beautiful curly hair very short and removed her glasses. Her strange suburban clothes didn't quite fit. Seth was arrested this morning, right after Georgie left for work. It was different this time. Four cops, no knock. Some neighbors saw it, and we've heard nothing since then. Seth's phone account is dead. Everyone in the movement has gone into hiding. What does that mean? It means the rules of the game have just changed. If we all get arrested, the resistance is done for. That's why I'm here. Okay. Oliver, I need to disappear right now. Will you come with me? I drove Grace to her parents and then went home. The store and Lennon were my first calls. When Ron arrived, I told him I was flying to BC to protest old growth clear-cutting, a never-ending issue. What could he say? I called Annika in Toronto and told her the same story. What Grace said to her parents, I have no idea. That night, we took the hour-long bus ride west to Belleville. There we met Jimmy Perez, an organizer with the Migrant Workers Association for Prince Edward County. It poured rain that night and all the next day. Floods were forecast. The performers in this episode were Clark Mackey, Vishmaya Jamworthy, Jackson Watt Bowers, Paul Smith, Dylan Chenier, Anne Archer, Jahara Hill, Dominic Bryant, Douglas Connors, Raiden Campbell Robinson, John Geddes, Martha Rudden, Cindy C. Production by Clark Mackey, Matt Rogolsky, Lib Spry, Jeremy Kerr. Matthew Ng. Delaney Butler. Ethan Molesky. Anna Coelho. Music performed and composed by Kevin Bowers. Funding for the Makers and Shakers Society was provided by the City of Kingston Arts Fund and the Community Foundation of Kingston and Area. We are grateful to live and work as uninvited guests upon the traditional territories of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy and the Anishinaabek Nation.